Well, guys, you wouldn't believe it, but it looks like our next guest has finally found a fight. That's right, the first participant on the now canceled, but at the time hit show submission radio is looking for a fight for Dan. Joins us here today to celebrate the big news. Dan Hooker, good morning and welcome to Submission Radio. Welcome to this Dan Hooker, UFC 266. He, has, he now has a fight celebration party. We got there in the end, lads. We got there in the end, but we'll we'll, we'll pop this open and get it going. <laughs> Drinking vino as part of training camp. I love it. And I have to say, Dan, Dan moved his training session around, trained earlier, just to speak to us. So I want to put that out there. Dan is officially the nicest guy on the UFC roster. <laughs> How's it feel to actually have a fight at UFC 266, man? I feel like uh, the Holy Grail would have been easier to, to, to find than, than an opponent for you this time. <laughs> it's not, man, it's, it's not been easy. I've been, uh, I've been checking on the rocks since, uh, since June, as you know, when I tried to jump on Israel's card and it's, it's finally here. Finally, well, I was pretty glad because I'm buddy halfway through a training camp. I don't want to waste half that effort, um, but not. Nah, uh, I have an opponent now. It's locked in, and I'm a I'm a happy man. I get to get out there and uh, and compete, especially in Vegas and with a crowd. It's just uh, man, I'm excited for to to get the opportunity to get back out there. Mm. How did this all come about? Because the last thing we saw online was this potential fight brewing between you and Armin. Um, what exactly happened, man? How did you end up? How did that fight not end up coming together? Dumbass, because he's a dumbass. <laughs> what happened? I, I, I argue, I argue exclusively for a physical confrontation. Have you ever seen me standing across from someone arguing with them? It's for one reason and one re reason only for a physical confrontation. This dumbass picks a picks an argument with me. We go all the way to the end of the argument. And then I find out a week later that he's uh, already got a fight. Absolute dumbass. So he was already booked because when he spoke to James Lynch, he, he, go on. Yeah. Oh, why? Why? If you're already booked, why? Why argue? Why? Why? Why pick a? Why try to challenge me when I'm looking for a fight and you have a fight? Now I now I have a fight. I'm, I'm, you, you will not see me argue with anyone in the Twitterverse for another month. I guarantee it. Are you busy in training camp? You're busy drinking the wine at City Kickboxing. No time for arguments anymore. No, because he spoke to James Lynch and he he, he said uh, that you decided to fight with Nazareth because it's easy for him. That's why he's scared maybe of wrestlers because he lost his last fight against a wrestler. And, maybe the, and that's why maybe. So does that surprise you given that he's already booked? And that's the reason why this fight didn't come together. Shit for brains. The kid's got shit for brains. He's a dumbass and he's got shit for brains. That's that's all I have to say about that. Does anyone can put their hand on their heart and tell and tell me that I'm scared of Arman, whatever his name is. <laughs> I don't even I've never even seen the kid fight before. I would walk right through him. You're, you're, you're kidding yourself. You're kidding yourself. If he truly believes that, he's, uh, he's, he's living in a delusion. 
I know you mentioned before that you've had periods in your career where you've had to search for fights and find a new opponent. And we've seen you do it through social media. But do you reckon this time around it was the toughest experience for you trying to secure an opponent? Mm. Nah. It's just, uh, it, it happens. It happens. It's part of, um, I feel like it's, it's happened throughout my career, you know, where, where you, there's been different stages in my career. Before before the UFC, when when you're just trying to find a fight locally or something like that, and, and time will pass by. So then to stay busy, I would, I would fight kickboxing and, and uh, Muay Thai and, and other things like that. So it's, it's definitely not the first time I've encountered it. It's definitely... Um, it was definitely a challenge, but it's challenging times with with the whole uh, COVID situation. You just need to stay as prepared as possible so you can um, jump on it and pull the trigger pretty much. Yeah. Well, I know you've been staying ready for like the last thousand years. So like, what did the UFC say to you? What were the discussions like with them? And, you know, when you finally landed in Nazareth, uh, what, what was the explanation they gave for why it took so long to find an opponent? I imagine you were asking, what about this guy? What about that guy? And they would have said, oh, nah, they're not available for whatever reason. You, you, so everyone, everyone on here has been following the submission radio, Dan Hooker's search for a fight. That's yeah. right. We have tried everyone, top to bottom, <laughs> top to bottom on the rankings list. That's like the major thing is people were saying, um, like, why aren't you fighting a ranked opponent? Why don't you try and get this fight? Why don't you try and top to bottom of the whole rankings? I tried to fight absolutely everybody. Everybody is uh, booked or injured. They're either, either they're either already matched, injured, or or washing their hair. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the entire explanation for that. I've called out. I called out everyone. We we could go through the list, but it's absolutely everyone in the rankings. I said their name and, and tried to pick a fight with them. Sean Shelby calls me a couple of weeks ago and he just says, Mate, I've tried I've tried everyone. I tried calling everyone. Um no one's they're even not they're even not picking up the phone or they're running into some kind of hurdle. Um so Man, Nazra actually, he, he just called me RSP. He saw my challenge where I put it out there saying, I'll fight anyone. I, I'm looking, I'm fighting on this day. I will fight absolutely anyone. Um, he said, yeah, I'll, I'll put my hand up to fight. Um, so I told uh, Sean Shelby to go after him. So I was pretty much uh, asking you to receive. So credit to Nazra for taking up the challenge and getting after it and stepping in there. That's, that's really how you make a name for yourself. Um, in the sport is getting out there and, and challenging yourself, taking, taking risks, taking opportunities. Um, yeah, credit, credit to him. I've got nothing but nice things to say about Nasrat. Just quickly, before we get to some of those nice things, uh, was there any more discussions with the UFC about Islam Makachev? I know you guys kind of had some back and forth, you know, around his fight, after his fight. And, uh, you know, you were saying like, hey, I'll, I'll fight the guy. He's scheduled to fight RDA now. Were there any more discussions when you, you know, made yourself available to the UFC? Um, nah, like mine was more a taste of, uh, just a taste of his own medicine. 
like he when he was asking for me when the UFC was already talking, like he was chirping at me when the UFC was already um, penciled in Felder for the main event of UFC Auckland. I probably shouldn't even respond to, but it's just the way it is. Like I already had that fire. I just let him know that. I made a joke. It's banter. I said I have to give tickets away in the car park and pack and save. I have to stand out front and give tickets away if I was going to fight you. When I I already had the fight, fight. I should have shut my mouth, but it's a uh, it's a traitor Dan Hooker. He's a, he's a bit of a bit of loose lips. Um, but I already had I already had the fight, fight, and after that fight, um, they were already saying you're going to fight Dustin Poirier next, and then he chirped up and oh, Daniel Cormier chirped up again. So I already had Felder, and then I already had um, Poirier. So it doesn't make any sense. Once I already had guys ranked higher than me, or, or guys I saw as um, a tougher challenge for myself to chase those fights rather than um, go back and and no one really cared about him until Khabib retired. If if we're all being honest, um, he wasn't really he wasn't really held to the same esteem as long as Khabib was around. Um, but then once Khabib retired, he's kind of moved into that space or, or filled that void that he left behind. But uh, no, nothing really came of that. I was just, because he was saying, you know, scared, scared. So I said, it's not, it just doesn't make sense. Before it didn't make sense for me, now it doesn't make sense for you. Just say it doesn't make sense. Don't walk around and and tell tell the world or tell everyone that um, people are scared of you because that's, we're all, we're all professional fighters here. That's, uh, that's a silly narrative to walk around and say everyone's scared of And by the way, who do you think wins in that fight between Islam and RDA? And are they still on your hit list if things go to plan at UFC 266? And when we do the Dan Hooker looking for a fight versus 2.0, <laughs> because I'm not, I don't know how likely you'll get another fight after this. Um, it's going to be another another bit of work with, with the submission radio uh, programming company. Um, will they still be on the list for you? Oh mate, uh, oh think of a name. I got, I got now, and I think it's five weeks until the fight. I'll, I'll definitely think of a name by then. Um, I'm not scared. I'm not scared of an old, the old call out. So I'll, I don't know. I don't know exactly who it is yet, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pencil someone in for my hit list. All right, good, good. By the way, um, what what was your actual reaction when you when you got Nazarite when they said, "All right, this is the guy you're fighting." How familiar were you with with him? Um, no, I'd seen him fight before. I'd seen Nazarite fight before. Like uh, to not take to not take that fight. Um, if I don't take that fight, I don't fight. Let's let's make that like the first thing that's clear. I don't take the fight with Nazarite. I don't fight. Um, and I'm a fighter. What I want to do is get out there and compete, and and to turn that fight because he's not turn down that fight because he's not in the rankings is um, that's silly. That's silly. Come on, rankings are rankings are fun. They're like um, they're like a fun thing, but they should never be. They should never be. Um, Man, if that if that got in the way of me getting out there and competing because he's not technically he's not ranked like he's a ranked he's the same caliber fighter as a lot of other guys in the rankings, 
five and two in the UFC, um, coming on a, a you know winning his last two fights. He he you know he definitely is of the same skill level as ranked guys. But to turn that fight down because he's not ranked is um, that's silly. That's silly. Don't let the silly rankings. Don't let the silly rankings spoil good fights. Yeah, that's right. And don't let your silly old razor ruin your manhood upgrade to the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0, the best grooming tool in the world. You can groom anything on your body, whether it's your beans, whether it's your arms, your back hair, ear hair, as I do frequently. And it makes a great gift along with the Weed Whacker uh, for Father's Day, which is coming up here in Australia. If you're sick of racking your brain, thinking about what to get your father, thinking about ah, what am I going to buy? What am I going to spend my money on to make dad happy? Just get the performance package 4.0. Everybody needs to groom themselves. Everybody needs to be in peak condition. And this thing's got 7,000 RPM of pure power. It's got the LED light that you can turn off whenever you want. It's got a travel lock so it doesn't go off in your bag and waste the battery. It's waterproof up to, I believe, 90 minutes of power, well enough to shave anything on your body. And um, skin safe technology, so it's not going to cut you. It doesn't get any better than that. you got the code submission that you can use to save yourself 20% and then it comes with free shipping. What's not to like? Get one for you, get one for dad, matching gifts. Life is good, isn't it, Dennis? You might have a hairy mother that you want to help out as well. It's all all happening at Manscaped. Jump on and do it today. And guys, with a big fight coming up right around the corner, Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley, there is only one place to go to make your wager and make your money. That is my bookie. Use the promo code SUBMISSION when you sign up to take advantage of up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with the code SUBMISSION at my bookie. And speaking of Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley, Cass, that is made for a pub. That is made to watch with your mates at a pub. So if you're out of lockdown, there's only one app to prepare you for finding the right venue for this uh, for this fight, and that is Matchpoint. Matchpoint shows you the absolute best sporting pubs in your area and exactly what events they're showing. So download the app right now in the link description below and put an end to those annoying calls to the pubs. Matchpoint is your best mate. Sport. That's right. And save money. No more wasting money on pay-per-views. If you don't have the chums, just go to your local pub, watch it for free, get some pints in with the boys, maybe some wings. It all happens at Match Pint. Makes your life easier. Your best mate when it comes to sport. Um, all right. But speaking of sport and this big fight against Nazareth, Dan, I mean, what do you think about Nazareth as far as his striking? The fact that he's got such an exciting style, he's got knockout power, the pace that he brings um, and I guess because he's such a come forward in your face kind of guy, is he in a way uh, more exciting for you than maybe some of the other guys that you were chasing that, you know, didn't agree to fighting you? Yeah, like, I, well, that was him. I went to the UFC and I asked for, uh, well, I asked three of the guys I asked for were Markachev, Gillespie, and um, Arman Shit for Brains. <laughs> those are three of the those are three of the guys, those are three of the guys that I asked to fight and they're all um they're all wrestlers. Like I was definitely prepared. Um yeah, if you think I'm worried about a wrestler, you're absolutely off your chops. Um, <laughs> but to get out there with with the striker and compete with that, it's much uh, it's a more fun fight. It's a more fun fight for the fans. To me, it doesn't make a difference. I, I, I enjoy competing against wrestlers. I enjoy competing against strikers and BJJ guys. Um, 
it doesn't it doesn't really make a difference to me but it, this is this fight is far more exciting to watch for the fans mm. i know you mentioned you, you asked for those guys from the ufc what happened to tony ferguson i thought we were going to ask for tony ferguson we had a meeting here on submission radio <laughs> we went through the list what happened <laughs> uh did not he's gone uh he's gone rogue just didn't pick, just didn't pick the phone up no one, no, one, no one from the UFC can get a hold of him. That's what I've been told. He was probably at Blake's house enjoying some uh, some fight day drinks with uh, with young Blake. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, how, what's what's the mentality? You know, coming off the last couple of fights that obviously didn't go your way, I imagine there must be you know a, a huge part of you that's just fired up. Like, what's going through your mind looking to kind of right those wrongs going to this fight? That's part of it. That, that's definitely that's definitely part of it um is you know that that side of it like oh turn around the ship coming back blah 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 it's not entirely how i view things um as a fighter yes the results uh i would have definitely preferred preferred to have changed those results but i've been active a lot of fighters um have just not been active in these times they've I've taken the COVID and all the restrictions and, and the hampered training to kind of sit back and sit back and wait. And I feel like I've been in the gym constantly. I've been training constantly. I've been out there um, running through the fight week, um, competing. So I feel like it's still it's still fresh to me. And I feel like if anything, over the last year, year and a half, when I have not had good results in the cage, I have been ha- having some big um, improvements in my skill set. And to me, that's more important than um, the actual results of the fight is um, making sure that I'm developing as a fighter or, or everything's progressing and, and coming together as a fighter. And to me, that's um, that's my major priority. I would rather have the skills and not the results than the other way around. My skills and my everything's declining, but I'm getting good results. That's um, that's not good long term because I feel like I have so much um, so much time left, and I'm just kind of coming into my peak now. So um, coming to this fight, very confident, um, very confident in in my skill and ability. Okay, that's an interesting take. So I guess it's kind of like not not all was lost, even though the results weren't, you know, the, the most desired results. You're saying you still kind of leveled up even throughout that process, right? 100%. Um, fighters get good at fighting from, from training, but mainly fighters get good at fighting from from fighting and getting out there and, and competing. And those last, those last three fights were were huge learning curves. Um, I feel like if you put the fighter that went out there and fought any of those three fights um, in with the guy now, I feel like I would wipe the floor of him. I feel like the developments that have been made from the experience of the last three, that's like two, two 25-minute wars and then like absolute worst-case scenario. Like you, you really, you really can 
learn a lot from that. You really can um, learn and grow from that. And I have, and I feel like, and I feel like I have, and I feel like I'm a better fighter because of it. I wouldn't, even though the result is is like that's 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 a bad result. That's a terrible result. I hand on my heart wouldn't take that back. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't regret anything about the decision. I don't regret any. I regret the outcome of the fight. That, that I wish mm. I could change, but I don't regret the decision. I don't regret going out to uh, Abu Dhabi under those circumstances. I don't regret taking a risky fight like that, like an unranked guy. I don't regret. Um, yeah, I, don't, I definitely don't regret the decision of going out there, and and I wouldn't take. I wouldn't take it back just because of the learning and growth that has come from that. And that's, yeah, that's difficult for, for people to understand. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't take back any of the losses that I've had throughout my career because I feel like I wouldn't be the fighter um, that I am now. I think there's a lot to respect about that as well, about yeah. just kind of owning those things and, you know, like not making excuses and just kind of, you know, having your attitude where it's like it happened, you learn from it and 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 that's the way it is, you know, and, and not shying away from it. Mad respect to you, Dan, for that. So with this fight, you know, obviously the last couple of fights, the narrative has kind of been, okay, he's on the cusp of title contention basically against Dustin, against uh, Michael Chandler. This fight's completely different. You're fighting Nazareth. Much much lower when you look at the rankings. Obviously, you explained that. So, what what does this fight represent for you in in the Dan Hooker story in in the narrative? What what is this? Is this a rebound fight? Is this what what does this fight represent for you? Um, for me, this is this is a fight. This is how um this is how hungry I am to get out there and compete. That I will I will fight. I wanted to fight absolutely anybody. Um, he's the only one that would. He's the only one that took the fight. If if we're being honest, so credit to Nazareth for getting out there and and taking the fight and taking this opportunity. Um, yeah, this this fight is just for me to get out there and and show my skills and fight and improve. Um, I feel like that's just not who I am. To to it's just not in my character that's just not in my personality to let an opportunity pass me by um for for silly egotistical reasons you know oh he's unranked oh you know you're not going to get as much um people viewing you you're not going to get as many clicks it's not going to get as much attention i feel like those are all um those are all pretty egotistical aspects of the sport. So to turn down an opportunity to improve and test my skills for a bunch of egotistical reasons would be really silly. That would be very uh, immature as a person. For me, for me. I understand um, a lot of other fighters doing that from a business aspect, um, but just I wouldn't compromise um, my values for for that that kind of um, 
that kind of thing, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, man, it makes a whole lot of sense. And we appreciate you opening up to us. I think a lot of people, a lot of potential fighters can learn a lot from this conversation and the mindset that you've got going into this fight. Just quickly, a couple more questions, man. The first being, I know that uh, unfortunately the Delta variant has arrived to New Zealand. So I'm curious, this is kind of a two for one question. How does training look like going into UFC 266? That wasn't the cove, was it? That wasn't the cove cough right there? Everything's all good? Uh, I'd have to give you a rapid test. Rapid definitely test. not. Definitely <laughs> not. Um, yeah, so New Zealand's uh, lockdown. It's in complete lockdown, so you can't um, even leave your house. So we all know where I am. So are you living at we the gym? Living. Yeah, we're living here. We're living here. Shit. Bunch of us, um, bunch of us packed up our stuff and we've we've moved into ckb so we'll be living here until uh until i think until level two which who knows a couple of weeks maybe a month who knows who's in there though with you who you got with you because i know kai's got a fight coming up in december so is he in there with you guys who else you got uh to be confirmed i think a couple of the boys um skated away from work to come, and live, <laughs> to come and live at the gym and train so i'll have to i'll have to i have to keep i have to keep you posted on that one let's what what what's the situation with actually getting back into new zealand though because i know last time you were gone for 25 years after your last fight you came back home your child had finished university, gotten married. <laughs> you hadn't seen him in 25 years. What's the situation here? Because if anything, things are worse off than they were back then when you were trying to get back in. Uh, so huge, like a huge um, caught wind of Voxcard way back when. So he he booked um, he booked a space in quarantine like before June. He booked a spot in like May for September. So I only have to stay in Vegas for a week after the fight and then I can come back to New Zealand and do my two weeks quarantine. So I, that's like a massive reason why I needed to go on this date is because I actually have a voucher to get back into the country or get back into New Zealand. Um, like what Kai is doing in December, he's going over with no voucher and there, there are stories of Kiwis being stuck overseas and being trying to get back into New Zealand uh, for five months, six oh, months, Kiwis, Kiwis being stuck overseas. So, you know, but with the fight that Kai has, you know, that's that's an opportunity of a title shot. So that's something that can't be passed up. And so it's a, a risk versus reward scenario. But it's, yeah, it's difficult time. So it's, I pass up this opportunity in September, then I have to take a massive risk by leaving the country, going overseas without the ability to return. Yeah, but also live in the gym. Have you lived in the gym before? I know Israel did it uh, before the Costa fight, I want to say. No, I think it was after the, uh, that was after the Poirier fight. So I was, um, I was taking a bit of time off after that fight. So I was, I would have been, uh, I would have been no good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have no help. <laughs> But what's it like for you now? I mean, I, I imagine you can't go home, you can't see the family, can't see the kids, nothing. You're just stuck at the gym. What's what's that, you know, been like for you? It's like school camp. We're at, uh, we're at school camp. We have shared lunch and tell stories at night, cook a campfire. Everybody disappearing to the toilet 
for like 20 minutes at a time. There's a suck, <laughs> there's a suck on the handle. Mike, Tim said he's about to have a link right now. <laughs> Last time someone wanted to take a shit, this time someone wants to have a wank. Who knows what's going to happen during these interviews? Since he and Twin. On that note, I think I think we'll wrap it up. <laughs> well, I want to hang around for twenty minutes. The, the, see if he comes back. The wank. Yeah, next next time is going to be the wank chronicles. Dan Hooker on submission radio. <laughs> he comes back in three minutes. What happened to twenty? Hey, dude, I was going to say that. I mean, speaking of Volco, obviously you guys are on the same uh, card now. Before we wrap, just got to quickly get your thoughts on this fight with Brian Ortega that he's got coming up. I mean, this has all the makings of a fight of the year. How do, you, how do you see Alex going against uh, Brian in the main event of UFC 266? I think he's just think he's just too much. This is like a good good um, opponent form. We can really just press him and, and get in his face. Um, and that's, that's, yeah, this fight leans itself towards Volko. Like stylistically, he loves to get in people's faces. He loves to pressure them. He, he kind of had to hold that back against Max Holloway in those, in those two fights which is like a difficult for, thing for him to do. But this fight, he can kind of just get after it and let it go. So, yeah, I think this this fight um, will go all the way. Well, it's uh, it's going to be another city kickboxing takeover at UFC 266. Make sure to follow Dan at Dan the Hangman on Twitter and Dan Hangman uh, on Instagram. Make sure to check out his gym, combatacademy.co.nz and at combatacademynz on Insta. Dan, Really appreciate you moving around your training just to join us. These chats are always fun. Or we could, we could chat to you forever, man, because you're a hilarious guy. <laughs> best of luck in the fight. And most of all, best of luck surviving in, uh, in in the New Zealand version of Big Brother, basically. Big Brother City Kickboxing. We'll let you go so you can go off and have a wank. Thanks for your time, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, lads. <laughs> Thanks, mate. See you, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate you. Thank Bye. you so much for taking the time with us. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.